Hey guys, and welcome back to the Marketing Ninja Podcast. My name is Adrian Hernandez, and I'm one of the content directors here at AGM Marketing in Largo, Florida. Recently, in this podcast, we've been posting snippets from the Social Marketing Hour podcast, but due to popular demand, we will now be posting the full episodes. And this episode is titled Beast Marketers, featuring our CMO, Jorge Rodriguez. All right, so we are now here for another episode of the Social Marketing Hour. And uh, I have another special guest here today. This guest has been in this show in the past. He's been with me on the Social Marketing Hour, and he's a repeat guest. This individual two is- Two-timer. Two-timers now? This is number three? Or this three-timer. is Three-timer, yes, you're right. Yeah, three times. And there's a reason for that. Not only is he uh, an incredible marketer himself, he's also the chief marketing officer at ATM Marketing. And we're going to talk about marketing right now. And there's a lot of different things that are happening in the world of marketing. And it's changing so fast, right? So fast. I've heard that uh, uh, social media organic, and I've seen that organic right now. Not I've heard. I'm the one talking about it. Yeah. I heard it for myself. <laughs> social media followings right now are important again. What, yeah. are, you, what are you seeing, Jorge? You know, one thing that changed recently drastically was reels. It was on fire. Oh, my God, it's working like never before. And we jumped all over it. Like you normally talk about, you know, taking advantage and riding the waves, right? How long have you been talking about riding the waves since 2017? I did a webinar back in 2017 called yeah, Riding was, yeah. the Facebook Ads Wave. Yep. Nice and then ever since then, we always jump in whenever something new comes out, you know, we ride the wave and it's true there's always like this wave these companies these platforms they push out um you know distribute they distribute your content if you're in that particular thing that that they just you know that they're releasing because they want a lot of data right they want to see is this working if i do it this way if i do it that way so we were jumping all over the uh the reels wave and then it changed Absolutely. Like everything else, there's only one constant in marketing and it's change. You know, <laughs> as you as you, uh, as you, you already know, Jorge, I spent a few days this week with uh, a bunch of incredible people mm -hmm. in the Grand Cardone headquarters in Miami. Just being in that room, it was incredible to, for a, sec for a second, take in the amount of success that was in that smaller room. Can we say who was in there? As a, well, so much so. so Dropped drop some yeah, names. Yeah, it was it's public. Everybody's posting about it and stuff like that. Yeah. It was uh, There was like 40-something people and uh, Jason Flatland, Rudy Maurer, Dan Henry, uh, Matt Clark, the founder of Amazing, uh, co-founder of Amazing, and the entire Grand Cardone team. And there was like rappers. I, I'm not super familiar with some of the modern rappers. Mm -hmm. There was a, a big one there. Uh, no disrespect, I forgot the name right now. Um, oh, there was a uh, Timberland. Timberland was there. Yeah, Timberland was there. Millions of followers. Yeah. Am I am I like an idiot by not knowing? No, him? I saw. I, you know, somebody posted a picture. I'm like, that's Timberland. Like, I would have. Yeah, not yeah, he's there. I mean, but I, I don't know his music. Do it, you know his music? I know his music. I like, you know, I like a lot of his. Well, he's more known for like a as a producer. He makes the beats and stuff like that. But anyways, he's got songs out there too. But he was there I in the second row, him, man. Just taking notes. Yeah. And his producer was there with him. And wow. I'm glad that you that you saw that. Um, but there were like rows and rows and rows of like powerful and mm. amazing people, which what is my takeaway on that? There is so much potential in this world. And there's so much that you can actually take a little piece of that pie and that's enough for it to 
help you build your dreams. And it's like one of the, probably, right? One of the things that you always talk about is you don't know what you don't know. I'm sure you heard some things that you're like, mind blown, right? Like Amazing. I was able to ask a lot of questions. I was very, it was a very, very intimate affair. Like Grand Cardone spent a lot of time with us. Like he spent hours and hours with us there in the room for a few days. Dinners, yachts, restaurants. I got to ride his helicopter one day. I went to his house on That's a helicopter. Awesome. It was out of this world. Yeah. And I paid zero dollars, by the way. You may be, oh, yeah, I probably made a quarter million dollars for that <laughs> experience, right, Manuel? You paid $100,000. I paid zero dollars. He, It was an invite-only event for a lot of powerful people because he wanted to collaborate with these people. Anyway, the point is that he has an incredible team, and it's so incredible mm -hmm. to watch the culture. And he would make every single one of us introduce ourselves. Like, what are you doing? What is your industry? What is your revenue? When I said our revenue, I was like, both my companies, between them, we're going to probably do $52 million this year. And he was like, whoa. And I wasn't I wasn't the big, big player there. There were bigger players than me. He called out one of his employees and he said, I need you to ask everybody in this room what is their yearly revenue. Ask everybody. And then this girl, it was two girls actually, during the lunchtime, everybody was in their in the buffet and they were in the line to get yeah. food. And she was asking, What is your revenue? What is your revenue? What is your what is your He has no issue asking money questions. Right, right. But but the reason why he wanted to know that yeah. was because he was so he himself was taking it all in. The fact that there was so much revenue so much power in that yeah. building. All right. So they did the whole thing. They they asked every single person there. And not including Grant's revenue, mm. in that room, there's one point nine billion dollars in revenue wow. a year. A year. In that small little room, all right? It wow. tells you how much power was in that little place right there. And those were the people, like every single time that I went to a lunch or to a break or something, it, whoever you sat down with, yeah. you power were player. doing incredible things, yeah. all right? Like I sat down with some amazing people. Like it was like out of this world amazing. But my moral of the story or my takeaway here is, I know you follow Grant for a long time. You've seen mm -hmm. his journey. Like you probably go back before any of us here by far but my biggest takeaway is there's so much in this world and there's so much opportunity so when you're not doing enough when you're not acquiring your you know when you're not getting close to your dreams and goals you just got to make sure that you're getting enough knowledge information and you put enough energy behind that knowledge that you keep on moving forward because it is out there mm -hmm. all you got to do is capture it well, he talks about that a lot, right? Like, he's like, the money's out there. Who's got my money, right? Go look for yeah. it. And uh, another thing that he always talks about, he probably, you know, mentioned it to you guys or, or, or pounded it home is, like, not thinking big enough, right? He always talks about one, that's one of his or his biggest mistake. And so you feel like your mind expanded on thinking bigger after this, you know, networking? Well, I told you, like, um, I came back hungry than ever. Yeah. Like, um, uh, that those few days were probably the pinnacle of my business career. Like, I've gone for a lot. I've learned an enormous amount of stuff. That's a lesson in itself. Like, how much you have, you know, persisted and, and you know, and also you've done the right things along the way that maybe you didn't think they were the right things or whatever, but they set you up and they put you to this pinnacle. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I just realized that I, I'm just getting started, Yeah, and to be honest. And um, that's might be bad news for some of you guys. Good news <laughs> for you because I know you're hungry too and you want to yes. expand. Yeah, I'm going to push. I'm going to push like crazy. And that push is like, it's it's what 
what takes us to to new levels all so the time. what can you tell everybody here about your push because that one thing i will tell you guys is whenever manuel says that he's going to do something or he wants to accomplish or a certain goal or whatever right i know if you don't know about him he hates to lose or he you know loves to win i don't know which loser. one it is terrible loser okay um but you also love to win i love to win i love to you win know? more than i than i hate to lose i guess yeah and when i lost like let's say i was playing i was playing zelda or i was playing like what is this game called uh mortal mortal kombat oh my god and i would go the best by the way absolutely i would go up the ranks right and i'm like i'm moving forward and when i lost zelda was a big deal by the way those of you guys that recall zelda, i was never into that one. Oh my god zelda was like adventure big time and i played it a couple times but i was not like into it but i have never seen anybody like me and i thought it was normal because you know i have four kids now my kids play video games and they don't act like that <laughs> i would act like a raving raging maniac uh-huh. all right i literally if i lost in a, an important spot on my on my zelda particular level which i knew i was gonna i was gonna lose all my progress because i'm losing my life there yeah you know how it was like you got like three lives and once you get the third life go back to the beginning go back to the beginning yeah <laughs> Uh, you don't know how many times I actually grabbed the entire console. <laughs> I tore it out of the uh, the uh, the cord, uh-huh. like I just pulled it out, <laughs> and I banged it against the wall. All right, and I would have holes all across the wall, and um, and it was a problem. And, <laughs> and, and sometimes they sell the the, the Nintendo. This is before Nintendo sixty four. This is yeah. just Nintendo, right? Before this time. Uh, um, so I was, I would just, it was a big square console. Oh yeah, yeah. And it would, it would have bends all over the place, but it would still work. Yeah. At they, some point, not built like they used to. Yeah. At some points, like I would have to push the cassette in, and I would have to shake it, and it would not work, right? But the same thing with tennis. Like yeah. I, I did not know how to lose. I don't know if you guys have seen tennis, but there's, there's a guy that is very similar to the way I was. Uh, he retired a long time ago, John McEnroe, and he. Didn't they just, make a movie about that guy or no? Um. I don't think so. Oh, there was one I movie. I've seen that. that movie for sure. Or was, maybe they did. Documentary. Yeah, yeah there's one guy who was, used to get really pissed. Is that probably There's the only guy. one guy in well, tennis. I think this is the guy. I forget the movie, but He's the guy. Yeah. He's a the legend. John McEnroe, he was a left-hander just like me. He was incredible. Great player, one of the best of all time, but he did not know how to lose and he would go and act like a maniac and he would throw balls and rackets at umpires and like it was insane and I, that's the way that i was i was a tennis champion i grew up in the island of puerto rico and i was either number one or number two in my island for the first five six years of my competitive tennis and i would not know how to lose that's i Pork, just looked it up oh yeah yeah, yeah i saw that movie yeah, you yeah saw that, right? absolutely Pork versus McEnroe. yeah it was amazing uh so yeah yeah that's yeah. true i forgot about that okay that McEnroe is the, so that was the you guy. that was you that was me intense didn't know how to lose, passionate. And I was one of the best in my island, but not not a great example because I, I there's a thing called sportsmanship. Mm. You should be a good sportsman, and I believe in that. I just, I believe in it, but I don't know how to be that. The good thing is that it doesn't 100% translate to business. So you don't, I, I'm a winner. To, you don't have to be a good sportsmanship in business. You just have to win. I can tell you I'm a, I'm a winner, and yeah. I, I push towards yeah, I being a winner. And when I fail... But like, but like, what can someone that maybe is struggling 
to you know reach a goal or whatever like what can they draw like if you could put it into a little jar or whatever and give it to someone how do they push more i'm supposed to be interviewing him <laughs> it's not the other way around what's happening here right like so i guess that it's also jorge knows me better than than anybody else here though so yeah that's he can ask some good questions i have some good questions to bring you guys <laughs> <laughs> i i think i'm, I'm obsessed i'm obsessed mm, that's and, true and that's the um the senior word is above everything else ever since i woke up here's a very deep thought i can tell you this is actually very freaking deep all right i wasn't interested in becoming successful because i didn't believe i have the power to become successful mm. because the system did not help me believe that i was i had potential to be successful right why why didn't i start this journey before because i didn't have really a mentor teaching me that it was possible I didn't consume content or information that would enlighten me in regards to potential opportunities and possibilities. And all I had was something called the system. What is a system? High school, university, mm -hmm. you have to have resumes and work at places and go up the ranks and the whole concept of building businesses and creating this and that. I didn't think any of that was real or possible. And because I didn't go through the system myself i did not graduate from pretty much anything i sweet talked my way through a high school diploma because the principal really liked me and i was good with words always i didn't feel it was possible until so you were you were gonna fail i was gonna fail like it was and so you talked her into it uh it was so much a fact that i was gonna fail that i had a way with words i had a, a teacher she was my history teacher she was not going to give me no, the passing grade. No, no, let me let me correct that because that's how you see it. But I know Manuel and he is a closer. And again, back to a winner. And you just like something gets in his head and he gets obsessed, like he just said. So I think that would be like, you can finish the story, right? But like, that's I wanted to graduate. The, yeah, but you were obsessed with graduating but because I, you wanted to. But man. I've I seen did, it. I did not want to do. I did not want to do one more year of high school. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So that was my driving motivation, right. right? So I went to the teacher. I talked to her, and I basically begged her. I offered her to do extra time for a few weeks. She said no way. She was going to give me an F. I went above her, which is another lesson. When you cannot get mm. through to the person that's right in front of you, you can keep on going up the ranks until you get heard. I've done that before many times and it, it's worked. So don't take no for an answer. Don't take no for an answer. She shut me down. I went to the principal. The principal loved me. She hated that I was terrible at school, but she loved me. <laughs> and she convinced her. And the lady, the history teacher, gave me a C. And Just enough. That was enough for by. me to graduate. So when I actually went to graduation, the actual ceremony and they announced my name i got a standing ovation <laughs> and everybody was like wow yeah and my mom you could see her face she was so proud <laughs> because she felt like her son was so special because i was getting a standing ovation what she did not know was the fact that i was getting a standing ovation because they couldn't understand <laughs> how the heck i was graduating and how did i pull it off yeah. and they were like oh my god standing ovation and she felt that it was like oh my god he's so special <laughs> that's cool so that's how i graduated but the going back to the question my obsession over accomplishing something is what really drives my success this particular time time and place and you've seen my obsession over the mm -hmm. years like i don't have a schedule Right, mm -hmm. I don't have like uh, bounds. I don't have limits. I don't have like 
you know, for me, it's like, what do we want to accomplish? Let's push forward and let's get it done. Right. And whatever it takes. And that was also how Figure It Out was born. It's right. like core value. Uh, exactly. I was going to say tenant, but it's a, it's a core value of our agency that um, you instilled, which is figure it out because there's no such thing as, no, I can't do it or I can't get to that, you know, to that goal that I'm trying to get to. So like, you know, we've said this story a couple of times and it's like, um, well, there was multiple stories of me, you know, coming to my new one. I'm like, no, can't, can't be done. I can't figure it out. It's like, it's not possible or whatever. And then he would figure it out. And he's like, you see, I knew it could be done. And so now it's just a part of me. And then now it's a part of our culture that we pass on to one another. And it's like FIO is what we call it. Figure it out, figure it out. And it helps everybody grow. That's right. Um, so we take we do take a little piece of of you in in the obsession of figuring it out and getting to accomplish those goals. You know, it's a it's a very good um, combination of talent of powers. Yeah, and we all contribute the different skills that we have. Obviously, being the the chief marketing officer at AGM, you are the one responsible over results for our accounts across the board. I'm the one responsible for providing value to you and giving you a marketing mind and helping AGM get more business and mm -hmm. keep on growing and getting more attention, but you're responsible for results. So I did promise the Social Marketing Hour yeah. watchers, listeners, that they were going to get marketing value. We're doing the social part. Let's move into the marketing hour. That's right. Let's, move, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about marketing. We can talk about marketing. Uh, I mean, we did hopefully give you guys some golden nuggets about yeah. um, how, how to succeed along the way how to develop an obsession, how to do all those things. But we talked about this slightly in the past, Jorge, but what is your story and how did you become a marketing officer at AGM? Yeah, that's a good story. I used to work at another insurance agency and I was more of like the office manager, basically. I would oversee everybody and they would come to me for um, you know just advice on, on the insurance policies and stuff like that. But I kind of conquered that game pretty fast and i i just knew all the all the answer all the questions they were going to ask me and i knew exactly the answer and it, so i became a little bit bored and i started becoming obsessed i guess with marketing and i was looking into it and studying different courses and youtube and stuff like that well right along that same time actually probably a little before that you started doing the same thing we always somehow end up doing the same thing like with the stock market we both jumped into it with the real estate investing we both jumped into it and and then even with the marketing, we didn't even plan that part. But um, did you mention that I married your sister, and that's yeah. why we're somehow connected? That's right. In case you know, we've said that I'm a three timer. You guys should know by now the stories, right? By the way, <laughs> it, it it started with your sister. Like it wasn't the other way around. It's not like I started hanging out with you and we became best friends, and I betrayed you, and I started dating your sister. Mm -hmm. Right? It was like I actually met your sister before I met you. Yeah. We got married and then you and I got really connected along the way. And uh, since we're like very family oriented, we find ways to play games together. Yeah. People talk about how you're not, sh shouldn't be building businesses with your family. I disagree entirely. Yeah. I actually build businesses because it gets me closer with my family. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a huge benefit. I mean, it's especially like us that we get along so well, like you get to hang out, you get to you know, build something to get, like you get to produce, but you also get to have fun at the same time. It's yeah. pretty cool. I can tell you that uh, in my case, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky. And I've said that in the past. Uh, I think we're all lucky, you know, the, the fact that we get to do this together. But in my case, uh, I've, I've heard a lot of stories of partnerships that are disasters. 
because yeah. they disagree and they're always like, no, we shouldn't do that. We should do this. No. And it's, it's very difficult to get on the same page. Right. With you guys, it's been so easy to get on the same page. You guys believe in me. You trust me. You have seen me succeed more than you see me failed. You see my, my, my mind and my ideas work more than you've seen them fail. Right. So because of that, I usually have a vision and sometimes it sounds like a crazy one, <laughs> but you guys still follow my craziness yeah. and you never make it difficult for me. And that's something that I kind of take for granted, but it's an absolute special thing that a lot of partnerships out there, they, they don't have. They all want to be right and they want to like fight about it and they want to like disagree. And right. in my case, you guys just follow me, man. Well, because I think we made that, um, we had a talk towards the beginning, right? When we started this and I'll go back to my story of how I started. Well, actually, let me keep going on the story because it, it's basically the same thing there, right? So I'm in the insurance agency. I'm starting to do marketing and I'm like uh, trying to generate leads for us because we were paying somebody else to do the gen lead generation. And then we would just buy the leads for like $50 a piece. And then at that point I started messing around with uh, Facebook and then I'm like trying to figure out how to get leads, but we were pushing them to the website. And then Manuel's like, no, you know, you could just do like a, like a Facebook lead form and you know, it's easy. It's all right there. Boom, boom, boom. So I started trying that and man, that just like totally changed our business. It, uh, the owner was able to scale it from probably we had maybe 10 people working there at the time. I forgot maybe about 80 policies a month more or less. And we went to, well, when I left, we were doing like 350 a month policies and probably generating thousands of leads. I forget. We were spending, what was it? No, 300,000 300, a, a, a month. Right. Yeah. From zero to 300,000, I scaled them, you know, lead generation. And then Manuel's like, look, I'm thinking about doing this agency thing because you were already doing that. This is like seven or eight years ago. Yeah. This is a while ago. You were already basically doing the marketing and the agency. I already had AGM. Exactly. AGM marketing already existed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, you want to, you know, come in and you want to partner and we do this together and we build the agency, et cetera. So. Which by the way, you need people, you need a team. Stop trying to do everything on your own. Get connected with people that have skill and ability with a similar purpose. Align them with a purpose and a vision and you're going to be able to do incredible things. I am not here in this place if it wasn't for the team that I fortunately got to build. He wouldn't have what he has if it wasn't because he decided to trust me and join the team. Right. right? And that's another thing that you've always pushed on from the very beginning is just grow, 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 you know? And contrary to like belief, because I think a lot of people have that limiting belief of like, no, no, I can't get too big too fast because things will break, you know? But the bigger you get, the actually the easier the machine is to keep going, right? Would you agree on that? Absolutely. Did, did you think five years ago that we were going to be one of the fastest growing marketing companies in the country? No, I thought that maybe we would, you know, be just working from our house on the kitchen table and just hanging out and having a good time on a laptop or whatever. And we still have a good time, but it's just that, you know, now we're like this nonstop machine, Inc. 5000, two times in a row. And it's like we have we have huge plans now. So how, how many of us have marketing degrees hanging on the walls? Let me see. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, zero. <laughs> zero of us. Exactly. We got no evidence from the system that we should be where we're at today. Just figure it out. FIO. We created it. We created exactly. it all on the way. Exactly. That's right. So, so 300 grand in advertising a month, which, by the way, he had an exit from the company. Yeah. A couple of years ago. Yes. We didn't get a cut from that. Exactly. Did you, did you get a cut? 
Nope. We no got, cut. We got no, no cut. cut. And you know, um, for the for anybody listening, if you're looking to grow or looking to build a business and stuff, it's a very tough thing to do. Of any business is going to be tough to grow, I would say. But you know, it's rewarding, and that was like one of the main reasons also that I decided to partner up with Manuel because I saw I was able to help. You know, my friend, he was actually like my wife's cousin's husband, so he's kind of like kind of family, right? Right. Anyways, I was help. I was able to help him grow big time, and. I didn't really get anything from that, right? So I'm like, no, no, no. I need to work on my own self, on my own thing. And so I was I was super thankful, you know, that we partnered up for sure. But I can say to that, here's here's another important thing to compliment what Jorge just said. There's um, um, a saying or a phrase. It's very important for you guys to keep into, take into account, which is if he hadn't been obsessively studying marketing for a few years, why would I go and say, Hoy, why don't you come over here when he has zero knowledge on the subject of mm -hmm. marketing? So I'm not saying like, e even like, this is important to know. It's important to communicate because a lot of people are going to be like, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't be an employee. Maybe I should just be like, look for people that want to give me opportunities. Right. If you're not prepared for these opportunities, nobody's going to present them to you. You're not going to, you're not going to get lucky uh, because you don't, you're not prepared to take advantage of these opportunities. You have to get prepared. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, this guy right here had a work ethic. And I already had seen that for years. For many, many years, we, we created this partnership in January 2017. Um, I built a couple of successful businesses, including Natural Slim was already built when we actually got that partnership. Mm -hmm. There was another business that I had just exited from before he and I got together, which was a Betches business that I built from the ground up, which... It's gonna do like a hundred million dollars in revenue this year. Wow! I exited in 2016 at the end of the year before we became partners in 2017. I already had accomplished a lot of success at that point uh, to an extent. Obviously, it's it's gone to a different level right now. But at that point, why would I bring a, this guy right here if he's not already like looking like somebody that can help me accomplish my next big goal or the next big mission? The only reason that I brought him in, aside from the fact that I wanted to play with family, was because he already had given me enough evidence that he had talent, skill, ability in a certain area that I needed. So for probably four or five years, we had somehow been connected and I had seen him obsessively study, obsessively learn, look to make himself better, help his business that he was working with at that point get better. He was actually doing the actions that I knew were going to be essential for us on our next level. Yeah, I mean, I, I would go to work, you know, nine to five-ish or whatever it was, and then I would go home and I would just basically study sometimes until 2 a.m., just self-teaching myself, and I would invest in myself, invest in courses when I didn't really have the money for these courses, a lot of time I would just buy them with a credit card and hope to pay them off later with what I learned and stuff like that, right? But I would be obsessed about learning. I'd be doing like webinars, you know, I have um, my my headphones on and I'm like putting the baby to sleep and stuff, right? I'm trying not, not to um, wake her up or whatever. And, and sometimes I would go to sleep, with, you know, listening to webinars. And that was like one thing that we had in common. We were up, both obsessed with like learning as much as we could about marketing in general. So successful action, like you said, be obsessed. Yeah, and we're a little bit preaching to the choir because you are here either watching this video or listening right. to this podcast. It is, this is the correct thing to do. If you continuously look for information, especially from people that are walking that talk, 
you will continue to be on that path towards success and expansion. And, and but yeah, and that gets back connected to what we when we started this podcast we were talking about how things change so much you have to be obsessively learning because because things change so much like for example right now um we you you recently have said like google now is starting to or already did trump facebook in in priority of you know your skill level as a marketer right so like google they're a lot they're a lot smarter than Facebook. They're a lot more accurate, and they we we foresee that they're going to overtake Facebook as far as the number one, you know, platform for for marketing. Yep, you agree. That's an opportunity right now. Yeah. It's, so things are changing. You got to adjust. And and it, and for the longest time, I mean, it seems like in marketing years, it seems like you know, in twenty years, but like for the last four years or whatever, Facebook has been like absolutely dominating, and they've started to now, you know just lose their edge and I, and i'll clarify google is a bigger advertising platform it has been forever it, it really has uh facebook was an opportunity to reach people at a lower cost mm -hmm. that's what it was but it has balanced itself out and they also have lost a lot of abilities to connect with people because of privacy changes you cannot retarget people as well you cannot follow the journey as well you don't know always when somebody is converting on a certain action that you want. There's a lot of missing information now mm -hmm. because of changes in the platforms, which is something that is inevitable in this particular world. So we're not saying that Facebook used to be better because Facebook has never been better than Google. Facebook was just cheaper, cheaper yeah. and a better platform to reach people that did not know who you were at a lower cost. It has balanced itself out. And right now, because of that, Google takes priority over Facebook and mm -hmm. something that you need to be paying attention. Whether that's like, uh, targeting people on YouTube or targeting people on Google across the world of Google platforms, google.com, et cetera, search displays, all that stuff. You need to be learning more about YouTube. And we do have, uh, obviously, a training mm -hmm. uh, on the subject. We have been talking about that quite a while. Uh, if you guys go to our YouTube channel, if you go to Manuel Suarez and you search for uh, on the section, there's a section called Playlist. Mm. You're going to see there... Uh, one of the playlists is called Live Workshops, and you're going to see that we've been talking about YouTube quite recently a lot, Google, etc. We have another one tomorrow, by the way. We have another one tomorrow, but by the time they're watching this, yeah. it's already tomorrow has passed. <laughs> That's because true. this is a podcast and a, and a video. But the one we're going to be doing, and you, you need to search for this one also, is, is about YouTube ads. YouTube so advertising. very relevant to this. So, you know, search for that one as well. Yeah, so it's there. If you have any questions, just reach out to us. And uh, another thing that I'm actually right now doing because of this motivation that I have right now, I'm always motivated, but I'm more motivated than ever right now. Uh, if you guys want to send me a message, 813-212-2196, That is my personal text messaging line. Uh, it's called Community. And if you have any questions about marketing, business, any training that you want to have access to, send me a text and I'll get you that. Nobody's answering that except myself. Not like an automated robot. No automated robot. If you're getting a message there, you can pretty much guarantee that it's just coming directly from me. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, Jorge. So that being said, um, we did talk quite a bit and we hopefully gave him a lot of takeaways yes. and a lot of nuggets. What are a few things that you would say marketing-wise right now you're seeing when you're managing accounts every day? What are you seeing as successful right now? Well, 
like we just spoke about Google and YouTube, the formula that I'm seeing working very well is bringing people in through YouTube or through Google in general. It could be YouTube or search, you know, depending on your industry, because if you're like more of a home service type industry, people are searching you on Google. And if you're more of, let's say, an e-commerce or or something else, maybe a coaching type of service or whatever, definitely YouTube coaching and e-commerce could be a combination of like search and shopping and YouTube and stuff like that. The point is you you want to use Google a lot to have people coming in through the top of the funnel and then retargeting with Facebook. Now, you might say, well, you know, the retargeting, we're losing a little bit there. Yeah, we are, um, you know, losing the connection on as far as Facebook and, and your website and stuff, but it's still not like absolutely terrible. Like it's still doable and it's working. So right now, as long as you bring in if enough people through the top, like I said, using Google, retarget with Facebook and all the other um, systems that you should have in place, such as SMS, hot, email, still hot, still works if you're doing it right. And um, even postcards, right? We've tested postcards in the past. But main thing, Google, then Facebook. Postcards, when you combine them with digital advertising, right? they work well. Uh, yeah. Good clarification. Yeah, potential. Right. If you're That's just right. doing postcard campaigns, especially we don't, without branding for your um, for your brand, for your business and social media, they're going to be difficult to prove as right. successful. Yeah, we did a really successful postcard um, campaign a little while back. Um, yeah, we were promoting one of the holidays. And so it, it turned out really well because it integrates with your Shopify store. So it kind of reports all the... Uh, Anybody that buys that you send a postcard to, it'll report that. So we were able to track that pretty good. We had a really good ROI from that. Awesome. It's good stuff. Yeah. So what would you recommend? If somebody, let's say, is um, you work for a lot of e-commerce brands. Mm -hmm. They want to take off right now and they want to start getting some revenue from e-commerce. What would be your number one strategy? Well, my number one tip I would say is that I see a lot of e-commerce that do not put out content. And that's a mistake. I mean, a lot of customers are going to find you organically and that doesn't cost you anything. And if you don't want to put out the content yourself, which a lot of people don't want to be on camera or maybe you're just too busy, right? Um, just hire somebody out to do that. Like more and more nowadays, I see that you can hire a content creator, like a dedicated TikToker or a dedicated content creator and um, just pumping out content, especially on TikTok. And then especially on YouTube shorts. And then, um, you know, you can repurpose all that content and put it on on reels too. So you go to a place like uh, Indeed, for example, mm -hmm. I-N-D-E-E-D.com. And you post that you're looking for a person, let's say um, a content creator. And that would be the title. Yeah. And some of these people, young girls, guys whatever coming out of high school or in college college you can get interns sometimes they'll do it even for free just for their internship that they need you know for their schooling they're trying to get their marketing degree and stuff like that they need to work for somebody you make it their job to create content right and here's the thing that i want everybody to know that's watching this that i know jorge listens to uh, to me all the time talk about this right now we are living through potentially one of the greatest organic opportunities of all time it's still happening it's a little, uh, it has gone down a bit, mm -hmm. but it's still extremely powerful. And it has to do entirely with vertical, short form content. And I'm talking about particularly three different placements, which one of them is TikTok. 
Another one is Facebook Reels, and mm -hmm. another one is Instagram Reels. Mm -hmm. So what would you say would be the path to get brands' attention in these platforms right now? Well, it depends on your niche, right? Like if it's uh, more of an e-commerce thing, you need to obviously do a lot of product demos, or maybe you need to um, you know, have more of a UGC feel to it. Or if you're more of a coach, then you need to get in front of the camera. Um, and if you're a coach, you should not have a problem with that type of content. So it really depends on like the, the industry that you're trying to go for, but let me give you a really good tip here. UGC. Yes. UGC is user generated content. So content you, generating by, by your users, by your customers, your right? customers. Exactly. You can send out an email and ask for some, you know, Hey, you know, can send us back a video using our product. We're doing a contest, let's say. Um, the best video will win whatever, $50, $100. I mean, that's much cheaper than you're going to have to pay if you want to hire out like a, a professional content creator for just one video, you know? So even if you want to go up to $500 to make it super attractive if you got a big email list, but you'll get a ton of videos back, maybe a lot of them you won't be able to use, but some of them you will be able to. Just maybe add your logo and throw it on your social media, right? Totally. And repeat that process every single day. And if you do this, brands are catching fire right now, getting attention. Exactly. Now, let me give you a distribution tip, meaning how do I get this content everywhere? Recently started um, messing around with this online platform software that you, you can use. It's called repurpose.io. Repurpose. Repurpose.io. What a great name. It's awesome. Check it out. So you... Up, so you, you have to go in there and you connect all your apps, connect your, your, um, your TikTok, your Facebook, your Instagram, your shorts, and they're coming out with uh, Pinterest soon. And LinkedIn is also in there. So all you have to do is you upload a TikTok and the system will automatically take that video, remove the watermark and post it everywhere else for you. No way. And you can even schedule it to be, you know, staggered. Yes. It's working on, and they what? just they just released the Reels API, so now you can also post to Instagram Reels, where you didn't used to be able to until like even two weeks ago or so. Wow! Yes, that sounds like an amazing tool. Amazing! You guys need to check it out. We don't make anything. I wish we had a little affiliate link or something, but <laughs> we're not, you know it's not about that. Repurpose.io. Wow! Yeah. Yeah, they should definitely make us affiliates. I mean, that. yeah, exactly. That's going to uh, save you a ton of time because you do want to re be repurposing your content everywhere. There's people that only do TikTok. There's people that are still, you know, um, how, do you, how do you translate dedical? Uh, stubborn. <laughs> there you go. They're, stubborn. They're like stubborn, right? They're like, I'm not getting out of uh, Instagram reels. I'm not going over to TikTok or whatever, right? So there's people that only do one certain platform and you have to be everywhere. They feel like they're Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. Only on Twitter. Yeah. Well, it's an, it's an opportunity missed. That's the way it is. Exactly. Because if, a lot of people that use Facebook don't use Instagram. People that use Instagram don't use TikTok. And some people, right, they use all of them and they jump from one to the other one. But there's a lot of people that just stick with one particular platform and not only one platform. Some people stick with one placement. True. Like my wife, she only does Instagram Reels. Really? And she calls them TikToks. And I'm like, Gabby, you're not on TikTok. <laughs> you're on Reels. Yeah. Oh, whatever, whatever. And that's all she does. She spends a little bit of time a day on Instagram Reels. There's probably people that only do YouTube Shorts now. Correct. That wasn't even a thing, right? Before, now it is. So, Which, by the way, YouTube Shorts is the one placement that you have the ability to reach more people than your subscribers. 
Right. Meaning that some you're going to see some YouTube shorts that get 100,000 people to see them, but they have 1,000 subscribers. How do you explain that? Mm -hmm. You cannot do that on a regular YouTube video. Right. That's just the way. Right now, I can tell you it's one of those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, Same usually the, the views kind of uh, go hand in hand with your subscribers. Maybe not one for one, obviously, but like if you have a couple hundred subscribers, you're not getting hundreds of thousands of views That's on right. your video. Same thing with TikTok. You got right? your, to prove yourself to them, basically. That's right. We Our first client, uh, one of our clients, right? Like first video ever. How much? How many views did you get? You Remember mean on, that one? On TikTok or? On TikTok. Remember the that one? The, yeah. Can we say who it is? Or? <laughs> well... Yeah, his name is Dr. Living Good. What a great name, right? I know. Such a good name. It's actually his Th That's his real name. last that's name. <laughs> yeah, 1.5 million views. First video ever. First video ever. Which is crazy. Zero subscribers, pretty much. Zero maybe subscribers. He had, maybe he had me and you as a subscriber, but that's about it. And then, boom, it takes off. Now, now again, to be clear, this is not something that happens all the time. So, please don't start posting videos and then saying, I know I didn't get a million views. Right. This is trash. You're lying. Um, please give me a refund for free advice that you gave me. Right. I mean, the, but did you get that joke? You didn't get the joke. <laughs> give me a refund for free advice. It, yeah. Hey, some people still troll with that. They'll still complain <laughs> about it, right? But anyways, give if, me my minute back. That's right. Mm -hmm. Consistent repetition of an action. If yeah. you do it over and over again, you will eventually succeed. I was just gonna add that. Um, I just thought about this, that uh, the repurpose.io, it also does audio. So for people like you guys that maybe you only do podcasts, going back to people like to stick to one platform, it will also help you with not just the video, but the audio too. You take the audio from, for example, this, um, this podcast that uh, Jorge and I are doing right now. And it is a video. We're recording it on video. You may be watching this on video, but you take the audio and you connect it and you have a podcast there. Exactly. That's actually, by the way, how we build Dr. Berg's podcast, which happens to be one of the best podcasts, most popular on the platform. Top three for like huge keywords. And he's never in his life done a podcast for the podcast. <laughs> it's that's, all been taken from his videos. That's absolutely crazy. That's right. Never once did he make like a, a, a recording like this one, right? Um, it's all YouTube videos that we upload the audio to the podcast, but... Anyways, we're going to do the podcast again. I'm going to bring the coach again. We call him the coach uh, because he, he's a great teacher. Uh, he's a great educator. If you, I actually, I'm, I'm always complaining to him that he doesn't do enough content. So um, if you guys want to follow his stuff, you can go and check him out on TikTok, Coach Jorge One. Yep. Coach Jorge One. Apparently, there's another Coach Jorge, right? Yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah. So I got to buy it from him. We should look into that. <laughs> he probably doesn't do much with it. So Coach Jorge One we're going to have them put together a lot of more value marketing tips that we can give you. Uh, but we don't want to take much more of your time. It's been a long episode already and um, hope that you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to keep on coming up with the content. Marketing is always, always moving. Uh, attention is out there. And if you put attention on the subject of attention, you like that? Mm. You might eventually get attention. <laughs> All you got to do is put attention on the subject of capturing attention and you will dominate the attention game. If you have attention, you can grow your business. If you don't have attention, you're going to have a tough time selling your products and services. So keep on looking for opportunities out there present to help you capture attention that you can take advantage of. Some inception stuff That's going very on. Deep, right? <laughs> yeah. Very deep. And if anything else you'd like to add to that coach? Stay connected, guys. You got to stay, you know, connected, stay obsessed and we'll keep bringing it to you. All right.
see you guys in the next podcast. See you guys in the next video. Okay, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for watching. Feel free to leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. And hey, if you're looking for a team that's willing to go above and beyond for you and your brand, go to talktoaninja.com and see how we can help you scale and grow your business today. And hey, feel free to check out the rest of the Social Marketing Hour episodes as they come out every single Friday on the Social Marketing Hour podcast. And like Manuel always says, marketing never sleeps. So I'll see you in the next one.